Welcome to the Check Your Six podcast. Join your hosts, Air Force veterans Craig Lyson and Tim Proctor as they continue their conversation about the challenges of small business ownership as well as information, tips and guest speakers, all designed to help you navigate the potential stormy weather that is small business. And now, here are your hosts, Craig and Tim. Hey, buddy. How you doing today, man? Man, I just woke up, brother. What's going on with you? You didn't. You didn't just wake up. Liar, liar. Plants for hire. Hey, uh, <laughs> we're doing it a little bit late. Normally, do it on early in the day. We're a little bit later today, but that's all right. Could you get a? Did you get a nap in today? I got a great nap. I, we need more people like this. There, right. you know. It's going to be fun today. We got <laughs> we got a guy in here today. I've been I've been promising and been telling telling this guy we're going to bring him on the podcast. I don't know for about six months. <laughs> I said, Hey, I'm going to get a hold of you. I ain't seen only email in my email box, so it's like, okay, sorry. It oh, took, Andrew, took long enough. It took long enough. So you're here today. You're feeling pretty good, and uh, how do people get a hold of you? Who are you? What do you uh, do? You can call me. I'm looking for people at any, if you know anybody in Huff, Ohio. Huff, Ohio. Yeah, uh, they're my know. neighbors, but my phone number is different. It's 407-754-5779. Hey, my brothers, I know you're out there. I want you to call me. We want to know who in the heck is in Huff, Ohio. Don't know who you are, what you do, but you've got a, I don't know, a couple of couple hundred downloads now. Two hundred and forty-five downloads. I wonder which ones they're listening to. It's probably obviously not the ones we've talked about them yet because (laughs) we keep talking about them. But hey, maybe this person can help us out. That's on the air today. You know, I I think I think he might be able to. uh, And I'm Tim Proctor with GRP Studios here in the luxurious GRP Studios in Longwood, Florida. And we are really, I really am happy to be here today with this guy. I finally got him into the studio. But the the topic for today is pre-employment screening, and it'll make sense. But the subtitle is, I've got blisters on my fingers. Do you know where that came from? No, because everything you asked me, I, I was not in your world, it's apparently. A, it's a song. You should know this. Does he know the song? Of course not. Of course not. No, yeah. no, no. You might. Now, you might. It's the tail end of a song. You've probably heard at some point in your life. It's a tail end of a song by the Beatles. Yeah, no. By the Beatles. I, I called it. No, no, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> what was the name of the song? It's Helter Skelter. Ringo Starr at the very end of Helter Skelter saying, I got blisters on my fingers. You know what? Now, since you said that, no, I have never heard that. Okay. So anyways. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not alone. Well, the reason that makes sense today is because the guy that we have in here, Mr. Adrian Thacker with Proficiency Background Services. He does fingerprinting. It'd be kind of hard to do fingerprints with blisters on your fingers, right? Well, I don't know. Mine are all wrinkly, so would that still take? Wrinkly and old. But anyways, Adrian, thanks for for taking the time to fill in here today, and it's good to see you finally in the studio. Of course, of course. You've been missing action for a while, so I had to come. I have been. I've got stuff that I've been doing during You're part of the Seminole Chamber. That's where I met you initially. Yeah. And actually, you were part of the committee, South Seminole Chamber yeah. Committee or something we were together on. But first, before we go any farther, tell people how to get a hold of you. That's first and foremost. How can people get a hold of, of you? There's multiple ways to get a hold of me. First is by email, T at proficiencybackground.com. I know it's kind of long, but it's pretty simple once you uh, sign it out. And the best way to get in contact with me is either contacting me at 407-687-0100. Or 407-731-5475. If I don't answer, that's my COO. My wife, she's definitely helping me out in the background of these of these uh, services. If I slack off, she picks it up for me. All right, that's the way most of us are. Our wives are picking up for the slack of everything. So yeah, That's what we're good at. I know. We're not... <laughs> we, all, we all married way above our pay grades. Uh, you, I just, I'm not married. 
You did the right thing. You did the right I know, thing. But I've well, been with her 11 years. You've been with her 11 <laughs> years now. So it's like, yeah. I, didn't get I don't regret it. She's cool. <laughs> she's she's my, fine. She she's my, she's my dream girl, surfer girl. Surfer girl. That's, yeah. that's interesting. That's, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a don't, whole other. Yeah, growing I, I don't up want to go to jail, man. Yeah. This, we're not doing <laughs> fingerprinting today, are we? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I got your phone number. So. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's all he needs. It's 1 800. We'll talk later. Yeah. 1 800 <laughs> dial help. All right. Let's jump right in because there's some stuff I want to talk to you about definitely today. Proficiency background services. You provide at least six or seven minutes. I was on the website. You provide a bunch of services for employers so they can check out potential employees. Is that correct? Yeah, actually, you did your homework. Um, look at this point. You really did your homework. Yeah, so anybody, any company who's hiring is your best option to do criminal background screening on, on all potential employees. So, yeah. We were kind of talking before the show. How did you get started in this? Why did you, and doesn't, you know, if you got the Reader's Digest condensed version, how did mm-hmm. you get started and why is this something that you decided, I, I want to do this? All right, how con- condensed are we talking? 30 uh, seconds? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, you got a minute and a half. All <laughs> right. So uh, basically, I say about seven years now. It's been about seven years ago. I was actually going to school for aerospace, electrical, and mechanical engineering. I always wanted to do something that helps the world move towards the future. I was going to school. Well, I actually was working in distribution, and uh, I applied for Publix distribution at the time. And uh, the background screening company messed up my background check. I'm like, well, well, how do you do that? How does a company that does background check mess up? First thing I thought to do was to contact the employer, let them know the situation that they messed up. This is obviously not me. They told me to contact the uh, screening company, and that's what I did. I said, oh, you're the you're the boss. Let me figure this out. Contact them. All they did was apologize, and it was taking way too long. I mean, I'll skip over the the dirty stuff, but <laughs> that's fine. No, you're you ran into the roadblocks when you're it, dealing with somebody outside of the continental U.S. Yeah, exactly. Get, yep, yeah. Yep. So they basically outsource all their all the information to steal people's identity to a different country. And I'm like, well, that doesn't make sense. I won't want my social security, my birthday in a different country where there's no regulations. So I decided, well, maybe that's something. I always wanted to own a business anyway. I didn't want to cut grass, but I didn't know what to do. So that's what I did. I decided to look into the industry. I thought it was easy, which is not. It took me about four and a half years of studying. Since I had, didn't have any teachers, there was nowhere to go to school. So I said, well, let me jump into this. At the four and a half year mark, actually about four year mark, my me and my brother was supposed to go into business together. And unfortunately, he, I feel like it's a little my fault, but I understand life happens. He got in a car accident and he passed away. And I said, you know, the job at the time that I was working at, they wanted me to go back to work a little too soon. I was just not ready. My, I was not mentally there. So I just said, you know, this is, this is the right time. You decided to then start your own business. Exactly. So now you took advantage of a situation that happened to you to say, okay, I want to go do something now to solve this problem. How did you start and what did you do to open up your business? Whew, good question. Aside from working two distribution jobs, seven days a week, 10 to 13 hours a night, once, we, once I got past that and got fed up, the very first day, I joined the Seminole County Chamber. This sounds like a joke or it sounds like a promotion, but honestly, um, my mother just said, join the chamber. There's a great chamber called Seminole County Chamber. Join it. Without even talking to anybody, I literally jumped in the deep end and just joined the very next day. So, even though I signed, get all my stuff through SunBiz, all my um, necessary requirements to open up a business, January 1st, I joined the Simulcani Chamber with no experience. I mean, it, it was definitely the best move I've made. 
What was it like for you when you first went to your first chamber meeting? What were your expectations when you walked in as a, a potential small business owner or emerging business, we like to call them? Do you remember what it was like when you walked in the first time and what was your expectation? Oh, yeah. I was completely overwhelmed. I I never wore a suit in my life. 2020, was it? No, 2019, I believe it was, was the very first time I wore a tie. So I had a car. I remember I had a cardigan. Uh, I had a long sleeve shirt on. I was like, I am dressed for success. I walked in and seen everybody. Like, no, <laughs> this is <Yeah>. this is not. <laughs> this is was this was not what I expected at all. It was something that that opened my eyes to a different world from when I'm from when I'm used to. This is completely different. And honestly, the chamber, depending on the chamber or the chamber in general, depends on the industry. I don't believe. Me personally is the best fit for for every industry for every company. When people ask me, depends on what they have to provide. I tell them honestly, like, no, don't don't worry about going there. You your the route you're taking is the best route. This is what I see might happen if you join the chamber. But come check it out, see if it's a good feel, and let me know. But honestly, for me, I don't I don't tell people to join just to join. It doesn't me personally doesn't fit every now we and we've yeah. talked about that before that it's not a fit for everybody. Some mm-hmm. larger businesses are part of the chamber. For me, for being a small business, it's good and bad being part of the chamber because you see a lot of the same people. Yeah. So then how do you attract people when you first meet them and you tell them what they do and their first thought is, Well, I really don't need anybody doing background checks. How do you answer somebody that says, I don't think I really need to do that kind of thing for my employees? Because they know it's going to cost money, and it should for the value you provide. What, what do you say to people like that? I mean, I actually dealt with a scenario like that where they said they didn't need it. I said, well, that's no problem at all. Whenever you do decide, if you do decide to utilize criminal background screening, I hope you remember me. And this is where if you're outside, I mean, me personally, if you're outside doing construction, you don't need to do background checks. Some people do come out of jail and so on and so forth. They have to work somewhere. They did their time. They have to get employed somewhere. But when it has to do with being around in certain environments, kids, coming in people's houses, yeah, I believe, or dealing with any information in general, yeah, you ha- you should do background checks. So I use this one story, which is a client of mine right now to this day. They didn't do background checks, and she had uh, multiple employees. One of the employees decided to follow the other employee outside after hours and rob the person. So employee, one employee got robbed by the other. Looked into that individual's background. She has a history of theft and, you know, just, just armed robbery in a sense. If she would have done a background check, she would have avoided that. that the, the employee ended up in the hospital. So ever since then, they say, you know what, it is important. That was my very first client. Not contracted, but my very first client. And ever since then, I used that story. Yeah, you might not need it now. It it can happen to anybody, right? I I have to agree with you. I think uh, nowadays, I don't care where you're at, what business you're doing, you need to do a background check because so many people are coming to the United States. We don't know who they are. I know they need to work. Everybody needs to survive. But you got to get the right people into because it's called security, you know, safety. Now, you do fingerprinting, personal verification, civil court records, credit checks social media, motor vehicle records, you do a ton of stuff when you do a background check. What does that mean when somebody wants a background check? And, or, and do you have different levels? How do you do that? You named a few of our services. 
Right, some, give, give them all to me. Go ahead and give them all to me. Oh, that's a long list. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so yeah, we're a small company, but seven-year criminal county, sex offender searches, national criminal databases, credit checks, civil court records, fingerprinting, FBI personal checks, drug screens, international screenings, healthcare sanctions, government sanctions, anything you can think of to, you know, to run a background check, we do provide. When let's say a small company comes in, say, all right, we need three, I need to hire three employees right now or next week or whatever the case is. This is my business and this is what they're going to be doing. I don't tell them to do an international screen or anything like that, but, you know, we give them a basic national sex offender, seven-year criminal county is what I always recommend. Because if you just do the basic, which is the bottom national, national criminal database, sex offender, and social security check, that does nothing. And honestly, you shouldn't even use that to make a decision on hiring. That's like the basic package that a lot of businesses see, and they utilize that because it's so cheap. The problem with that, if you use that, that employer is liable to, because it's not 100% accurate. So I tell them, like, yo, you could use this. I highly recommend you not base your decision off of this, but we do have this package right here. Let's say if the person's only in Florida or a specific states, we don't charge them the standard $50, $60. Like, all right, we're going to make sure it's a good price for you because smaller businesses spend a lot more money than bigger businesses. It's not fair for a smaller business to spend so much money when they're a small business. They should get the same treatment as a small uh, as a as a large corporation. So let's. I want to back that up a little bit and, and unpack that a little bit more. You said if you go and ask somebody for a background check and you give them this, you get this standard bottom line basic that the employer can be liable for that. Yeah. What do you What do you mean by that? The reason is the National Criminal Criminal Database is one centralized database. It pulls. Everything from every state. So let's say your name is John Smith. John Smith is so common. What's going to happen with a common name? It's going to pull up everybody named John Smith. How do you know that record is his? So if you say, oh my God, John Smith has an armed robbery, and it's a different John Smith, you just base your decision off of a national criminal database. Yeah. Do you narrow it by social security number and by other factors? And yes. So how do you, okay. So yeah. You, so we so do try that. to we try to do that, but even still, the, it doesn't really give us too much to work on. So with the seven year criminal county, we get like, all right, you're giving us authorization to do more for you. That's more work, so we have to dig in more, go to contact the the courthouses to verify certain information. Is there? I know we kind of we're going to be jumping all over the place with some of this stuff. So you're starting to do your background check. Does the employer have to let the employee know? And I think if I'm not mistaken, there's a lot of these questions are answered on your website. So if you get a chance, go to your website, which is? My website is proficiencybackground.com. You can get a lot of these questions on your website, which is pretty cool. You answer a lot of them. You get this information. Does the employer have to tell the employee, I'm going to be doing a background check? Or is that kind of expected now? No, if you expect something out of somebody, expect them to, to know something, that's where issues arise. You have to have authorization. You have to have a written, author, signed off authorization. Certain courthouses won't even give us access unless we have signed authorization from the, from the applicant. All right. And I, and I have seen those before. I mean, did you have them in the hotel business where you had to ask for background checks? I in a, in a, certain hotels, they do. Some hotels, maybe not so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, when it comes to level one screening, which is a seven-year criminal county, it is up to an employer whether they decide to do criminal background screens or not. They probably never ran into an issue where they got targeted. Like, let's say something happened and they hit the news. 
typically, if just like the the company I was talking about, if they never ran to that issue, they don't need it until something happens. So that's probably why, or they're like, you know what, we're just going to save some money and just not do background checks. So it's a possibility that happens all the time. So a small business might say to you, gosh, I really don't know, is it worth it for me to do this? So your response is going to be, well, you need to get to know the business, right? You get to know the business. Who are they? What do they do? And this might not be something that you need it for. If I'm dealing with the public a lot, and I'm dealing with people in a, in a hotel or I'm, people are handling my money, I might want to know what kind of background. I mean, it's not they like they're them. walking down the stairs or out of the elevator with a ball and chain on around their ankle, you know, but yeah, it could be. It, it oh, could yeah. be. All right, when we come back, I want to ask a couple more questions and then we get some other stuff that goes fast, I know. Um, but we'll be right back with the second half with Mr. Adrian Thacker. Stay tuned. The guys will be right back with more on how to check your six. GRP Studios in Longwood has served the Central Florida area since 1974. Whether you are big or small, GRP has a service that can meet your needs. We provide quality audio and video services from simple projects to more complex multiple location shoots. GRP Studios can handle all of your media needs both in-house with green screen or widescreen formats or on location. Check us out at grpstudios.com or better yet, stop on by for a visit and have some of our world famous popcorn. All right, we are back with the second half of the pre-employment screening. I got blisters on my fingers, and neither one of you knew what I was talking about, but that's not, you how many, know. How many times have I told you, you lived in front of a TV or a radio? We were I didn't outside. have a TV growing up. Exactly. I listened to a radio all the time. I grew up in Detroit. I listened to music. That's all I did. I'm sorry so, to hear that. Detroit? Yeah. Oh. Hey, at least I didn't grow up in Cleveland. I know I've just, I've just made everybody <laughs> mad to listen to us. Great. There, were, there weren't those 200 and some people <laughs> in, in Huff, Ohio, but uh, nah, I, I, I did. I grew up just outside of Detroit, so blues and Motown are just, man, that's all I ever listened to. So no, the Beatles aren't Motown. I know that. Anyways, that has nothing to do with what we're talking about today. Just a, Mr. Adrian Thacker in here with, I just I almost said pre-employment. That's not your business. Yeah, not your proficiency all. background services talking about the importance of having a background check on employees before you actually hire them. Now, one more time, give people your contact information, how they can get a hold of you. They get hold of me by email, adrient at proficiencybackground.com. And the best two numbers, contact me directly at 407-687-0100. Again, that's 407-687-0100. Or you can reach me at 407-731-5475. Is that the real number that you'll actually get, you know, your wife's doing that number? Or is oh, it, yeah, yeah. She, well, she'll answer that one. And so. she'll answer that one right away. <laughs> Man. So you do background checks. We talked a little bit about it in the first half. It is a very important thing. And most of us as small business or emerging business individuals don't really think about it a lot. Mm-hmm. Who's your target market for small business? Who, who really do you work best with and say, this group of people is really who I want to focus on? Oh, that's a good question. Especially when you say small businesses. I mean, I don't discriminate on the business itself, but I say staffing companies, especially for a small company, it helps out both ways. They have something that companies need. A lot of companies are transitioning over to utilizing staffing companies, whether IT or healthcare or so on. And what they all need is background checks. 
So instead of using a behemoth on the company that might mess up or give you the, the typical stuff and the typical price, you know, the great things about smaller businesses, we can work around that price. And that's what I've been trying to do for everybody. We'll try to get the word out there about that. Right? Just jumping out there and say, I'm, I'm good with where I'm at. Well, have you ever talked to a small business who's been through it? You talked about just recently here in, in, in Central Florida about something happening with an employer getting somebody found dead in their facility. So Yeah, that threw me complete off. This is my first Friday relaxing. I had that story hit me this morning. So I was networking as always. If you're not working, you got to network. That's, why I, that's my philosophy. So I'm just talking, getting to know people. And this guy, he owns a security company. He says, yeah, we just got picked up by a racing place. Can we say yeah. where? But he just said after a race... They found an employee just beaten to death in the garage on the facility. I'm like, what? Why? What? How'd that happen? Well, I don't know. So they just hired security. Security? What are they doing? Background checks? Like, what else? I mean, I'm pretty sure that could have been avoided. That sounds to me something like that happened. Okay, now let's put a band-aid on that. So, yeah, we'll hire security just so it doesn't happen again. Exactly. Well, th the but, only problem with security, you can't be everywhere at once. Where's the cameras? Exactly. If I'm somewhere, like my old employers and the camera, I ask about the cameras. If they say the cameras are down, why? Yeah. Now yeah. I don't feel comfortable. So if I'm an employee mm -hmm. and I come into a potential employer and the employer says, hey, we've had a couple of interviews. We think you're a good mix and a good fit for us. We're going to do a background check. And the employee goes, man, I just don't like people doing that on me. That's something that they should have in their policies that they require a background check. So that's something that the employer would have to put in place. And you would know that when you walk in, hopefully. But does it deter those that have that background? That, that's the whole point. A lot of people don't want to spend that money, but the whole point is to avoid any unnecessary risk. Let's say, for instance, you got a car. You're not gonna, you're not planning on getting in an accident, but you get insurance. You only you put your seatbelt on. It's the same yeah, concept. Okay. So you put something in place to, to deter individuals like that. So if they avoid doing the background check together, you're not paying for a background check that they didn't submit to. So if they don't fill out the forms, you're not paying for that. But So that's deterring the individuals that know they're not going to be employed. Okay. All right. So, so that's like putting a, a big thing on your door, alarm. Exactly. As a, yeah, okay. So your background checks are not so much criminal as they could be from previous employment. What do you mean by that? So is the background check going to be also like where they used to work at? We could, yeah. Empl that's a, what's it called? Employment verifications, yeah. Okay, because I know a lot of times they have all these fake certifications that they can run through a computer, comes out looking legit, mm -hmm. and then when you follow background check, they didn't do oh, nothing. Yeah. So with that, the employment verification, that's a good one, just like with education verifications. So they, they have uh, fake certificates, fake licenses, and so on. Just like with the engineering company we was talking about before, that's something like, hey, we need to verify all their past employers to see if they're actually legit. What is their position at those companies? So we do check on that. We do have on licensing verifications, the healthcare sanctions. We check all that to make sure that that is 100% legit. Just like, was it, education verifications. They used to fake a lot of schools. Yeah. Now it's hard. It's hard. So yeah. if somebody fakes a school, we, all, we know, like, all right, this is not a legit school. Or if we check with the school, if they have no records, she don't got it. The employment verifications, if the employer does not answer, and this does happen before, the employer does not answer, and if the employer is open for business right now, we have a certain amount of times to contact them. If we don't get through, it's up to them, the possible employer to tell the applicant, hey, contact this past employer to, see, to, to get some information. Because if not, then how do I know? 
Well, isn't there a lot out there that if I was going to hire you, for example, and I said, hey, I'm going to call your XYZ past company, is there certain questions I can ask without them saying, well, I can't answer that? You, you can ask, I know you can ask because I was on the receiving end of this. When people would get fired or would leave, companies would call us. They say, we want to verify employment of John Smith from these days to these days. Yes, he worked here. Can you tell me why he left? No. Yeah. The reason being is you are trying to avoid any unnecessary risk. The risk that's in, in place at this point is that did this employer like the, the individual? Like yesterday, I was reading an article where an owner of a company, a really good company, was told by a friend of another really good company that don't hire this person because they messed up this, why, and a third. But when they did a background check, they looked, in, looked into it, that wasn't the case. He just didn't like the employee. Yeah, so he, you don't want to ask anything that might seem a little too personal, which would be, why did they get fired? Basically, the only thing you can really ask is, did they, were they terminated? Were they, were they let go? Was it part-time? Whatever the case. You can't get too in-depth well, with it. You, you can, there is one way you can get around that by saying, would you hire them again if they were available? That's correct. Yeah, and even that, though, can it be can, very dicey and, because you say, well, I don't think I would. Well, how come? And then you just, so the best answers it's for us a, was, you know what? I cannot answer that question. Exactly. And, right. and go from there. And you don't want to be unfair. And this is kind of one of the questions. Do you provide everything that you find to the person that hired you? Everything within reason. Okay. I, can, I can't provide everything. So like seven-year criminal county, I can't go past seven years. And that's what we were talking about before. Companies, quote, unquote, accidentally do yeah. eight years, nine years on accident. That, that goes into a whole different ballgame. So, no, you, I provide everything within legal reason. So everything that you did a background check, you provide to the employer by paperwork or by email. We do have a secure portal online that basically protects all our information. This is something that you cannot have leaked out. That so is, you got cybersecurity? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> So it is obviously up to the employer. So you know what? This happened with this individual. Then you can decide, I'm going to take a chance on them. I'm Whatever it is, that's up to the employer. Yeah. I'm thinking back to this, one of the businesses I worked for that we did the three rounds of interviews. We thought, this guy's going to be great. I get the background check back. I send it up to corporate. They say, you know what? These are outside of our boundaries. And I'm, I'm really frustrated because this would have been a great hire, in my opinion, but something that happened five years ago, all of a sudden now, is not acceptable for him to be part of the company, which is really frustrating to me. I see that all the time. I actually talked to one of my clients about that. There's something that, that my industry is pushing to be fair. Over 60% of all Americans have some type of record. That's, that's unavoidable. So if you're in a room full of 70 people and you think just because they're business owners or this and the third are representative, they don't have nothing. If 60% of all Americans have a record, you think some, like a handful of them don't? So he had an issue where an employee had a record. The background check was taking too long because I was combing through everything to make sure it was him or not. Unfortunately, it was. My client called me, asked me a few questions. I said, I, of course, I can't disclose much of anything. Right. He, he says, well, the, he told me he has some type of records. Is that what's taking so long? Well, do you have this in writing? No, but he told me this down the third. He told me specifically what these records are. I said, all right, well, go ahead and contact the employee, the, the applicant, get it in writing, send it to me. So even though he had a record, since he was the owner of the company, he did like him. And since the uh, charges had nothing to do with the position at all, he still gave that, actually two uh, individuals a chance. And they still working. That was about seven months ago. And they still work there. So let me ask you this. 
if I'm an employee and I hire you for to check on somebody and I call you and ask those questions, you will give me that information over the phone? No, not at all. So how do you get that information back to that person? Uh, the secure portal that he said he had on his website. Oh, I didn't know you worked there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, you have to securely uh, send everything to us. Sometimes there was one of my clients, they see me all the time. They said, well, I'm just going to see you tomorrow. I said, okay, well, I'll see you tomorrow then. You want to hand it to me directly, that's fine. But as far as just sending stuff over, well, saying stuff over the phone or, or just saying stuff, like, no, we need, we need proof and we need it sent over securely. And I know this probably can't be covered in one session, but social media is, I hate social media. I really do, but it's, it's almost a necessity to get your business name out there. But social media is a lightning rod. On your website, you talk about, there are things you look at from a social media standpoint. And if you are a company that has a certain, whatever it is, and the person you're getting ready to hire has a social media platform that is much different than what your guidelines are, does that happen? Or is that even, I mean, it's, it's not fair. Well, I don't know if it's fair or not, but if, if I own a business and I look to hire somebody and I see on social media a certain level of whatever it may be, is that something that companies look at? You know, that's a, a really good, I'm glad you brought that up because it's a mis misconception on social media. So a lot of people think that, oh, freedom of speech is anywhere. Not necessarily. As soon as you write that down, it's not... You can, use, you can use social media. They, they use it for employment all the time. Again, it's about limiting risk. If you, if you condone and you're openly condoning and saying unnecessary or racist or sexist things, why would an employer want to hire somebody like that? They can use that if they, if they want. At that point, once you put that joke on social, uh, put it on social media, they can, it's, it's a, of course, it's a fine line. Yeah, it is. They can utilize that as hate speech or whatever the case is and bar you from employment. They can use that against you. I, I would almost rather, I've got a lot of friends. I have no idea what their political affiliation is. I know I have no idea what their religious affiliation is. I really don't care. I almost don't want to know because I mean, would, is that going to destroy the relationship kind of thing between us? But there are so many things in your line of business that you can do to help other small businesses. If there was one thing that you wanted to tell a small business owner out there about what you do, what would it be? Why is it so important? Just if you can pick one thing, what would you tell them? Save your company. If you were going to bring somebody on to work with you, mm. what would you do? What would be the top priority for your small business? Oh, I mean, I'm glad you asked that question. I think we spoke about that. I hired somebody. I hired a new life scan tech, so I don't have to be in the office now as often. But I still did a background check. I know the person, but just because you know the person doesn't mean you really know somebody. Yeah, I, I get that. And now you've expanded too, because now you're in Tampa as well. Correct? Yes, I had my first office in Orlando. I opened it up right before the pandemic. I was mm -hmm. really scared because the pandemic shut everything down. But luckily, I had more than enough business when I started doing live scans, fingerprinting. But yeah, about a month and a half ago, I expanded out to Tampa. Excellent. And that's probably because of your magnetic personality and being part of the Seminole Chamber, right? It's a nice why, looking ride out there. It's yeah, a Toyota. He does. Yeah, he's got a <laughs> Toyota I have one too. question for you. If somebody came up and said, hey, I've been dating this person, do you do a background check on a person that wants to date somebody else? Oh, man, you asked that question. Technically, yes, I could. 
Um, it's a different type of background check. The policies are different. The same thing still apply. They utilize it for dating sites now. They're utilizing it anything in general. Because dating sites have false information on them? Oh, no. Seriously? Come on. <laughs> you didn't are you kidding know me? That. I didn't no. know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Apparently, people are getting duped out there. But yes, um, you, you, I could provide a background check for that. The only thing is, on the, on, on the bottom, you know, the fine print is going to say you cannot use it for any type of purpose. You cannot use the information to mess up the livelihood if it's employment or whatever the case is. Right. Because at that point, the individual don't even know they're getting a background check. So that's the unless like on dating sites, which they're doing now, which which I'm pretty sure I know the company who's doing the background check because they're <laughs> they're huge, but uh they're doing it now for dating sites, and you have to give authorization. So once you sign up for these dating sites, you give an authorization for them to run a background check, and I'm pretty sure you got to answer a lot more questions. So it's like if you if you provide that information to a person that hired you. Can they go to that person directly and say, hey, I did a background check on you. And then what? Do you have a war going on now? I, I don't know. <laughs> that's going to be between them two. That's, and again, that's between them two. Thankfully, I've been married to the same woman for over 33 years. I don't have to worry about background checks, I don't think. But I couldn't imagine somebody coming to me and saying, well, you know, Tim, uh, <laughs> I've done a background check. I've done a background check on you, and I just don't know if I like your background. Well, then <laughs> what? What? Yeah. I, I guess so. I guess so you could people, use it. I mean, because... When they do that, it's one thing to use it on their decision of whether to continue on a relationship with you or not. But if they're going to use that to spread rumors and so on and so forth, because even still, it doesn't paint a full picture. There's a lot of disclaimers and so on. It's, it's definitely a touchy subject. Again, it could be done. Do you see it happening more Oh in yes. your business? I get approached all the time about that. Wow. Hey, do you have a business shirt on? Say, please call me if you need any information. <laughs> Oh, well, I know there's a bunch of stuff we didn't cover, but I'm glad we got you in here because I really want people to understand how important it is. You protect your business, and you said it, you know, just protect your business. This is your business. You have put your livelihood into your business for proficiency background services. This is your livelihood. You want to protect it. The tip of the day was going to be a couple other things, but customers always come first. And I'm beginning to disagree with that. Yes, your customers, your clients are very, very important. But your employees need to be just as important. Because if your employees don't treat the customers well, then your customers are going to go away. Yes. I don't know a whole lot of no, customers. You're, you're right. Being in the hospitality service, what it comes down to, they teach us right off the bat saying the customer is always right. Then that means I'm always wrong. No, it does not. You just got to have your facts right and how you want to investigate the situation before you answer any questions back to that customer. Yeah, I just, you know, your employees need to come first. I, I can remember being a young manager and saying, you know, our programs are what make things successful. And an older driver at the same at that time when I first came down, an older driver said, no, your employees, the people that work for you, are much more important than your programs. So, anyway. Invest, investigate the situation before you create any answers. Definitely. That's your cop background coming out, isn't it? Uh, no, I thought we were going to McDonald's. Oh, no, we're not going to McDonald's. <laughs> Only for the French fries. Well, Adrian, it's been fantastic having you in here. I know there's a lot of stuff that we needed to cover with you, but I'll see you again, you know, down the road in one of those. I'll see him in my new networking, so I got three of them going on. You do? Yep. You, you know what? He Maybe he needs to hook up with Batman. <laughs> you Batman know what? Has we know Trump, too. Hey, why do we get Trump on here we on our Trump backup? And Batman, and no, nah, we don't want to do that. But I, there are some businesses <laughs> <Yeah>. that I think. <laughs> it's a canine. It's a dog. So oh, it's a, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, uh, she was a uh, military veteran. It's canine uh, service dog animals. 
She's great, and her dog was named Trump. Her dog's name was Trump. What but now, before or after? It was after. Actually, it was, actually, out, it was after because he's a pup. No, she named him during, I don't know, anyway. anyway but the, but the other there. one, Batman? Mm, that's a real person. John, I'll, talk John, to, I'll talk to him. I'll talk to him. John, <laughs> yeah, John Kalish is with A Hero for Kids. Right. He was in here. But we're not talking about them. We're talking about you. And again, one more time, just so people can get a, give your phone number so people can call you and say, I need a background check on my current spouse. You can reach me at Adrian T at proficiencybackground.com or 407-687-0100. Again, that's 407-687-0100. And if it's taking too long, go ahead and call that wonderful wife of mine at 407-731-5475. She'll have all the answers, won't she? Oh, she got no choice, so she's fired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell me how that works for you when you, when you end up doing that. But, uh, yeah. Anyways, thanks again for finally coming in here. And I know now I don't have to – every time I see him, I'm like, hey, I'm going to have you on the podcast. Yeah, well, <clears throat> I don't see any emails in my my inbox. So we got him in here. We got it done. I'm glad he came in. He's a world of knowledge. Please call him. You need him. You need him. If you're in small business or you're a business owner and you need a background check, call him. Thanks for listening to the Check Your Six podcast. Tune in again next time for more information on your small business development. I need your business card. Oh, like that's not a card.